It's your girl, Sky. It's your girl, Nikwa. Welcome to Big Talk. When no topic is too big. So today, we got a couple of topics that I am itching to talk about. Um, it's real heavy in the media right now, in the news, especially on social media. It's Sky and Nikwa with Big Hot Tea. So, Nikwa, how do you feel right now about this whole thing? with Starbucks and the whole Black Lives Matter, them banning, like, any of the employees to wear anything that has to do with Black Lives Matter. What do you think about that? Do you even drink Starbucks? I barely, like, I <laughs> barely drink it. It's very high price, and mm-mm, so I don't really drink it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with the whole Starbucks, first, with the whole Starbucks thing, it's like, Okay, y'all have to understand. I don't know who they thought their demographic was at the time when they made that decision because I know, like, the gist of Starbucks is like only little white girls that like their little pumpkin latte venti go there, but a lot of black people go there too. So yeah. then it's like, mm hmm. So I was really disappointed um, in that. So yeah, because I, I do go there. I know a couple people that do go there. Well, we went to Fanview. Fanview has a whole, on Fanview campus, there's a Starbucks. So, we have two. There's and two. Yeah, so, every, oh, yeah, so everybody goes to Starbucks. Like, everyone goes to Starbucks. So I think that it was like a bad decision move. But what made me more like, what the fuck was the fact that they like tried to take it back, saying like, oh, no, what we're a Black Lives Matter shirt for our employees to wear. That's not what happened because it was. And that's not what y'all meant. That's not what y'all meant. That's not what y'all meant. Y'all were y'all got backlash because what Mm -hmm. people have to understand when certain things like that come out and it's like a coming out thing, a business doesn't actually make a statement saying that. That means that they didn't know that it was going to get leaked. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, they didn't make a statement saying that they were going to ban it. It's just Buzz, I think BuzzFeed leaked it that they were planning on doing that. So they, when they got the backlash, they had to hurry up, clean it up, because even their own employees were commenting on it, talk about why do we have to, um, why aren't we allowed to wear Black Lives Matter stuff, but we can wear stuff when it comes to pride and stuff like that. So right, so that's what I was going to say. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So they can wear, like, their pride shirts and or, the, like, the pride pins, but they're not allowed to wear anything that has to do with Black Lives Matter. And they were saying, oh, we don't we don't want to have anything to do with, um, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like, it. I know pride is a touchy subject as well as being Black in America, but those two things don't compare you know what I'm saying so it just doesn't seem right to black people especially the black employees because I actually I didn't work for Starbucks but I worked for Tivana a Starbucks company and if that would have came out when I was working at Tivana I would have (laughs) quit yeah like I think that's what I'm saying I don't know who they thought their demographic was like who did they think you know their customers were or what race their customers how would they think that that was going to be okay but as soon as they got that backlash and, you know, people were 
canceling them. They were trending on Twitter. That's when they said that they're going to create a shirt to show their support. They just don't want people wearing their own stuff. And if you hear that, that sounds like some bullshit. Because why would y'all want to create your own stuff? Why would y'all want to just save your money and let them wear whatever Black Lives Matter they want to wear? Like, that was their way of cleaning it up. But how I feel is, like, once you canceled, it's no coming back. Like, the whole situation smells fishy. And Starbucks is known for doing that because I remember when they used to have the um the cups that come around during holiday time and it used to kind of promote Christmas. So what they and they got backlash for that, um, supporting Christmas because like, everyone celebrates Christmas. So what did they do? They took it down and now like it's just either like a red cup or you know somewhere where you could draw your own images on the cup. But that's how Starbucks has always been. They've always kind of, if they receive any kind of backlash, they just, okay, let, let me change it. They've always been like that. Yeah, well, no more caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino for me. Yeah, y'all, y'all just love a caramel ribbon crunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no more of those for me. So I, I saw, yesterday I saw on um Instagram where after Starbucks, Starbucks, I came out with that uh, second statement about them getting their own Black Lives Matter shirts. I had saw where this uh, girl, she posted, it was a black girl, she, um, she posted that she went to Starbucks, and she went inside, and you know when they, you know they ask for your name, and so she uh-huh. said her name her name was Black Lives Matter, <laughs> and the barista was like, your name is Black Lives Matter, and she was like, yes, and she was going to see if they were going to call out her name, and she said that they did. They were like, Black Lives Matter, your drink is ready. Like, she said they were loud, and she yeah, said she they- he walked out of there proud. <laughs> yeah, they have no choice. They have right. no choice. Because you can tell them your name is anything and they're supposed to say it. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what it is. So yeah. if they wouldn't have said it, it would have been a problem. Do you think that they're going to, like, uh, lose money from like from this? Yeah, because them saying, oh, yeah, we're going to. It's like that. Okay, I feel like once you take a stance on something, you can't switch sides like that, you know? Yeah, I so agree. it's like cause now it's like them creating this shirt that was um that was only because of the issues that they were receiving. It wasn't because they genuinely stood in solidarity with what's going on in the world. Exactly. And right now, like, let me tell you something, black people are so unstoppable right now. And when it's coming to certain things like that, we are not playing around. Like, we are, I see it on Instagram and Facebook, people are constantly putting out a list of black-owned businesses. Like, they are dead ass with this shit. Dropping all of these companies who are just like this, starting to shop with our own people for any little thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, I do also believe that they will lose a lot of money from this. And it's sad but, I mean, that's just the way it is, especially when you come out with statements like that. Yeah. And, I mean, and especially what's going on in the world, like, with Black Lives Matter, I think, I don't know exactly when Black Lives Matter came about. I just remember I was in high school, and I believe it was around, like, my first time hearing it was around, like, when Trayvon Martin yeah, um, same. was killed. Right. So same. I'm not sure exactly if that's when it was created, but I know it was then when I first heard about it. So to see that it's still a thing, it's still um, a thing, and it's gotten so much bigger, it's sad that it gets bigger and bigger with each right. death. Yeah, it's getting worse. Sad. Yeah, it's very sad that it increases in power with each death. But this time, I think 
with um the whole George Floyd and the Breonna Taylor situation is mm-hmm. that it's uh, it's it's really at its peak, mm-hmm. and everyone and then the whole all lives matter thing like that doesn't make any sense at That's all. That's baloney. <laughs> like I don't even understand why people keep saying saying feel like all lives matter is a thing. So it's like I'm very happy to see like people out there protesting and things like that because it's like if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything and it's like when black people try to be calm about stuff it's never worked in our favor it's never worked never like, so like yeah so we have to we have to come out kicking and screaming yeah, just to be heard just to be heard yeah for change to happen because when mm-hmm. um now you know the george floyd and his um the police officers that killed him it was only one arrest at the time. Now all of them involved have been arrested, and the charges mm-hmm. have been up. And that's what protesting, that's what rioting did. It's like when we that's we're exactly. and we're passive and we're just calm and just trying to talk and be heard like that. No one hears us. But when we start causing commotion, when we start putting our foot down, then it. Oh my God! These thugs, please stop it. It's yeah, fun. and I just I I I feel a type of way with people like even like B Simone saying like oh she's against the okay it's fine to be like against the rioting and the protesting but it's like don't come and make you seem like you're much more better than a person or you're holier just because you decide not to riot and protest even if you honestly feel like it doesn't get anything done because like we just said I feel like it gets it gets a lot done yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. With B. Simone, she, because she's been protesting, she just said, she mm-hmm. said that with riot, she doesn't agree with rioting because that's something that angry black people do. And, and that, that was not okay. <laughs> yeah, because if anyone knows, like, one of the things, and I, you know, I've always said this, and any, I feel like this goes with to any black, but I'm sure you're for this way. No black female wants to be known as the angry black bitch. We have this thought about you that you're going to be this angry, black, loud person. So what do you do? You dim it down. When someone makes you mad, you don't react how you want to react. You always have to think about what you say. So the fact that she feels like, and I'm not saying rioting is the best solution. I'm saying clearly changes is happening. So... Mm -hmm. But the fact that people say that was just like a slap in the that's the only way they will understand that's the only way they're going to stop stop the discrimination i mean but clearly it's still happening look at what happened what was it yesterday or a couple of days ago they shot they shot that black man down at wendy's like he was sleeping in the parking lot and people are justifying it because he took the taser and ran but he took the taser and ran away yeah he didn't he didn't attack the officers. He didn't take the taser and try to tase the officers. He took the taser and he ran away. That does not justify killing a man. Like, where are those rubber bullets they're using for the protest? Hit him with a rubber That's bullet in the leg saying. or something. Don't That's kill him. Saying. It was so, no. It's like, yeah. don't know how to police. They don't. Not when it comes to black they people. Don't. They sure don't. 
I've seen I've seen videos where a white person was literally charging at like a police officer with like a a, a knife in his hand in a police. I saw that yeah, too. Like, oh. shot him with a rubber butt, all that. But he, he did everything but kill that man. He did yeah. everything but kill that man. I so. saw a young a uh, white gentleman getting pulled over, and like the cop, you know, the cop pulled him over, and the dude just got out of his car with a book bag on. Mm-hmm. Like, before the cop even got out the car. And I'm like, if that was a black man, like, the cop would have been like, get in your car, stay in your car, pull a gun out on him or anything. Like, since when do you get pulled over and you hop out the car as soon as you get pulled over to yeah, go confront exactly. the police? He exactly. went to go confront the police, and he didn't get in trouble. He was he was speeding because he was, like, it was a college student. He was late for class. He had to do a presentation, and the cop ended up giving him an escort. Like, that's the kind of shit that I'd be talking about. Because I think a young black man, that would never happen. Like, that would have never happened in a thousand years. Yeah, that's what I said. It's like, it's a, being being black is hard. Like, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It is. It's like, I remember one time I was watching Scandal, and Olivia Pope's dad told her, he was like, I always push you because you have to work twice as hard and be twice twice as better than them in order to get half of what they have. And yep, and that's only it. half. And that's true, that's only half. Not even the Just whole to get thing. Half. Just you to get half. Overqualified. You could be overqualified black person. They would give it to an underqualified white person in a mm-hmm. heartbeat. That's just what it is. And that's just the world we live in. So it is hard being black. I wouldn't rap I wouldn't be want to be any other race, but it is hard being black. I agree. So some other stuff that I did notice uh, that was kind of going on, I know we did talk about Dee Simone a little bit. I just want to get into her um, in general as a person, (laughs) as the person that she is, because I don't, okay, I don't really know too much about her. So um, I guess she's known as this uh, social media influencer and, an entrepreneur. So first, let me say, what does she do? Like, I know she's on Rob now, but what does she do? Like, what? what does she do? I know she sells. I know she sells makeup. I know okay. she's on Wild and Out. Okay. Yeah, I know she's on Wild and Out. She does okay. like comedy tours. I I met Dee Simone. So oh, okay. Yeah. How was that experience? She was so sweet. Like this was oh, like okay. last year. When I went to um, Shea Butter's comedy show, my friend Shea Butter, she um, was going to oh. open for her. And I did meet B. Simone. She was oh, she opened for D. Simone. It was, and I believe it was up here in Palm Beach. I think so. It was either Palm Beach or Miami. I forgot. It was at mm-hmm. one of the improvs, though. And, okay. yeah, and she's, I, she's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. This was, like, last year. So it was, like, kind of the stuff that I'm hearing or th- that she's saying, because not even really hearing, that she's saying is kind of, like, surprising to me because it's, like, that's not how she con- she was last year. Right. So, okay, so for those who don't know, she, um I don't know her exact words, Nikwa, help me out, but she mentioned something about how she doesn't want a man with a nine-to-five. Right? Is that what she said? She like said that she line? doesn't want a man with a nine-to-five. She was like, she can't, um, she was doing like, I think like a Q&A with Nick Cannon, something like that. And yeah. She said, like, because I know one reason she 
three in the morning, she can't turn to him and be like, hey, I'm working um, at three in the morning. Do you want to catch a flight with me tomorrow? Like, she's like saying, right. dude, the nine to five, I guess, can't be on that. Right. And I just feel like, okay, I'm just say like, you can't forget where you started from. And it's like everyone's dragging her. And I mean, again, you can't forget where you where you came from. Like, don't forget where you started. And and she has a book, right? Also, she has a book that came yeah, out earlier yeah, this year. She has a book about like manifesting. Like, um, I think it's like one of those. It's one of those books that, like, you read and you also do, what is it, like, activity pages? Is that what it's called? Okay, yeah, like writing. Like, you got to, yeah. like, it, like ask questions, you got to put answers and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah it's like an interactive this book, type of book. This is a book is, like, manifesting the life you want. My thing about the whole nine to five thing is, I mean, everyone has a preference. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's, the, mm-hmm. it's sometimes not even what you say, it's how you say it. Because right. at the time... It's like, cause she did clean it up or try to clean it up. At the time, she made it seem like it was like, like she was like disgusted in the fact that like, <laughs> oh, look, you work a nine to five. Like nothing wrong with working a nine to five. First of all, a nine to five offers stability. Exactly. Because like, mm-hmm. when you're like an entrepreneur, it's, it, she, you know, they up three in the morning. She said she got to um, ship out stuff. That's fine. And, that, and that's right. But it's like a nine to five offers stability. A nine to five also has cons- offers um consistent income. When you're like a, I was gonna say consistency. Yeah, even when like starting a family, you might get this amount of money this week, this amount of money this week, right. and then right. no one is service. Like you can't say, you know, like I, so I don't really understand that. I just feel like I so. As long as someone has a job, she and nobody not have no job, have some source of income. If she feels like she needs, like, a hustler or whatever, that's her. You know, that's her own right. Like, I mean, I wouldn't expect her to say, oh, yeah, I want to date um, a dude that works at, um, is a crew member at a restaurant. I, I, I would expect, you know, but. What about a doctor? You don't want a doctor. You don't want like a tech person. Like to just completely write off all nine to five. Because it's like I I thought she was coming from at first. Like oh she doesn't want she probably doesn't want to be the breadwinner in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of women feel that way. They either want the dude to make more, or be like an equal pay. But it's like I don't even, I just don't understand where she was coming from when she said that. And she was doing hair, which is considered like, I mean. That's like pretty much a nine to five if you add a salon. Yeah, because the salon is open twenty four seven. So yeah, she worked at a salon. She worked at a salon. Yeah. So she yeah. was working, you know, nine. She was doing a nine to five. So I mean, it's even when you kind of get up there, you still have to kind of, I think, keep a certain humbleness about you, especially when you're still like on your way up. Just be yeah, because I know she, yeah, I know she just hit a million uh, recently, which. Um, I applaud her for that. But again, when, I don't know, like you said, she does have a preference. Like, she has the right to her preference. But again, it's just how how you say it. Like, you know, how, like as if she's kind of looking down on a nine to five. And yeah. to kind of piggyback off what you said about stability and stuff like that, when it comes to having a family and you have a kid, you can't just be like, hey, at three in the morning, I'm going to catch a flight tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. another 
um, con to being an entrepreneur. It's it's best if you do have that one nine to five person and one entrepreneur or two entrepreneurs, and you both can just take the care wherever you go. Hey, I mean, I don't know, but I just felt like she was just, you know, kind of looking down a little bit on the nine to fives. And Tory Lanez had said something about that too. He said um, he loves nine to five girls. <laughs> he said, get that job. And like, when these rap artists and these hip hop artists are seeing about these women, they do mention working nine to fives. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's something Drake that they like. Even Drake mentioned it. Like, yeah. nine to five. I don't know why she like, she ain't bigger than Drake. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, who are you to say that? Like, yeah. I don't know. She could have just said it a different way. She could have went about it. She could have said it a different uh-huh. way. And it's like, even if she tried to clean it up, it was like, okay, girls, you're talking about your business. You said yeah. you say what you said and stick with it. Then to come back trying to say, oh, well, I missed this. And it's literally she said the same thing. She was like, let's go work on 9 to 5. I just saying for me, it's okay. Why you didn't even have to come back to say the same thing? And uh, another thing she said was she's trying to manifest generational wealth. Let me tell you something. Who, like, you you know how much wealth you can, like, manifest in your family by being a lawyer, doctor, like, a lot of these nine to fives. Like, yeah. it's not just being an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? There's different ways. Like, you can invest while working a nine to five. Like, there's different options. Like, you don't just, you don't just have to be an entrepreneur. And I will say this regarding a nine-to-five job. Again, nothing is wrong with working a nine-to-five job. If you're not happy in your nine-to-five job, that's one thing. Like, if you're right. just doing it because, you know, you it, you need that consistent income, you don't have – but don't ever, like, stop chasing and stop trying to do what you really want to do. Because we do spend the majority of our time – if you work a nine-to-five, the majority of your time is spent at work. Between work and sleep, you don't have that much leftover time. So if you do work a nine to five and it's not what you're passionate in, it's just kind of like something you're doing to have income come come in on your way to what you really want to do, just make sure you're still putting work in and what you really want to do. Exactly. Yeah, do that on the side until you can do it for about. Yeah, yeah, your job's supposed to be something you're passionate about, and it's supposed to, when you're at work, you're supposed to be happy. So if you're at work and you hate your job, and when you leave work, you got to hit that drive, and you don't want no music, <laughs> you got to leave soon. Yeah, it might be time to put in your two weeks. Yeah, it might be time, <laughs> because that means you going home, and you, I don't want to talk, I don't want, I just want to, I just need to, if you have to mentally prepare yourself to go to work, then mm-hmm. make sure this is just something you have to do while you're still chasing what you want to do. And that could be anything. If you're still in school, if you want to do nails, if you want to do hair, if you want to rap, if you want to sing, just make sure you're still doing something that you really want to do. Because ultimately, I feel like that's what you want to give your kids generational wealth to, give them generational happiness. Let them know that, yeah, it's okay to do this, but make sure you're also feeding your soul. You got to feed your soul just like how you work in that job to feed yourself. Your soul mm-hmm. always needs feeding as well. Right, right. I completely agree. Um, so while we're still talking about B. Simone, something else recently came up in the, in about, what was it, like yesterday, I believe? How uh, I mentioned she had a book come out earlier this year. Um, and she had a lot of uh, – someone came out saying that 
uh, B. Simone has copied her work from her book word for word. And these are these are not like big uh, writers or an author. These are people who create small content. So they feel like, you know, it's not fair. Hey, because she's more famous. She can go to prison for this. Yeah, because she made money off of <laughs>
then they use it because they have a bigger platform and then the lyrics exactly exactly so and that's why i'm kind of confused because isn't that why him and drake drake was beefing because he said drake had a ghostwriter yeah so it's like you can't that's what he's not consistent so you okay with someone copying something or you're not okay with someone copying something that is yeah i didn't really yeah mm-hmm. i thought he don't like yeah. that kind of stuff right i thought he was gonna stop stop speaking on stuff like that yeah
and um, Akon there is doing a song or like a locked up remix type of thing. And Tory Lanez, yeah, party two. Yeah, Tory Lanez made a joke about um, how Akon didn't give him the beat or let him sample the locked up beat that he's letting Takashi do it. First of all, let mm-hmm. me just say this: Akon ain't he's not even Akon is over in Africa giving them people solar energy. In right. He right. don't care what Takashi did or anything like that. And he honestly probably didn't let Tori use it for his Chicks Tape, Chicks Tape album because he, like, probably wanted the whole beat to himself and Takashi's having Akon actually on it with him. So that's probably why he let Takashi use it. Yeah, so I'll say so. I don't, and then it's like Akon wouldn't have like no personal. If you don't got a personal issue with Takashi, like Akon, and Akon not even going to respond to this, so we're really not going to know why he let such and such do the beat over such and such. He's not even going to comment right. on it. So then Spectacular exactly. said, "Oh, well, why didn't you just feel it like you did with My Body?" And I think he said another song too. And I didn't even know that. Um. Because I didn't listen to that mixtape I didn't, or album by Tory Lane, so I didn't know that he sampled it. Mm-hmm. But um, did you listen to the song? Yeah, I listened to it last night. Did you Did you like it? Yeah, it's a good song. I like it. I think Tory Lanez is a good artist. But let me just be real. Like, <laughs> all of his songs are like samples. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> I know me and you was talking about this on certain days. I don't want to knock his hustle, and there's nothing wrong with doing a sample. I'm just saying, I just want to hear, like, him have, like, that one hit that's not a sample of another song. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I think he's even a mixer, because everyone does a sample, but can, but can you just have a song that's, like, 100% your own, wasn't inspired by nothing? Like, I would, and it'd be a hit. Like, they sound good, and he probably do have some of those. If so, let me know, because I don't listen to Tory Lanez like that. So I'm sure his fans know the song. But I yeah, well, yeah. Please let us know like some good Tory Lane songs besides like obviously the mainstream one. Yeah, um, because I think he's a artist and I would listen to him like his lyrics are good, you know, and his sound is like very good and different. I like his I like the way he sounds when he like raps and does his little singing thing. Is that called singing? Like I don't know what it's called, but <laughs> his little Drake thing, like maybe on his little Drake shit. But um yeah, let me know because like I said, all his songs like they be samples, like especially his mainstream songs. And I know his Chick Tapes album was like dedicated to samples because he did he sampled all of his favorite songs. But what was funny was okay, when you first told me about him doing um My Body, I didn't know what his version was called. And the reason the the only way I found it is because I went to the album, right, and I was looking on Apple Music, and it was, like, one of the only, I think it's, like, one or two, it was, and I found it on my first try, because it was, like, the only song that didn't feature, like, he didn't have featuring Pretty Ricky, on the other songs he has, like, when he did You, he had featuring Lil Wayne and Lloyd, when he did Ashanti, he had featuring Foolish, when he did I Love Your Girl, he had featuring The Dream, like, on that one particular song, he did not have featuring Pretty Ricky, and I thought that was just so weird. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I found that song. But, I mean, I do like the song. It's a good song. But was Spectacular, like, joking? Or, like, was he being dead? No, it was serious because 
even came back because on tour, then it's like, oh, I got it got cleared by such and such. It got cleared oh. by them. So you'd ask them why they didn't consult you. But and then he showed that it got cleared, and then they kind of went back and forth for a little bit. This is the thing. First of all, ain't nothing fucking with my body by Pretty Ricky. Like, oh yeah, so it it's original. Like who sample it or how they sample it. And the nothing has ever beat the original. So it's like, and I do think that it is kind of wrong. Whoever gave the beat to Tory Lanez, please, please get clearance from everybody. I feel like everyone that took part in that song should mm-hmm. have a say in if someone could use it or not. I do believe that. Because I know he said Pleasure P, and I guess the person who made the beat cleared it. But Pleasure P mm-hmm. wasn't the only person on that song. It was the whole group. So I think right. that, that's why artists have to know, like, you have to know, you have to put that on in paper, like, you're, you're, you would need, they need to get clear through YouTube if they want to use their beat. But even after hearing the song, yeah, it was a good song, but nothing not ever beats the original. Nothing ever beats the original. If he was trying to you're pay right. homage, if he was trying yeah. to pay homage, it was a nice homage. It wasn't a bad song. He didn't butcher the song, so it was a nice way to pay homage. But it is sad. I was like, yeah, you used their beat, and not everyone was cool with it. So I actually wish that Tory Lanez was a little like, oh, my bad, I didn't even know. I thought it was cleared and all cool. And then also what Spectacular was saying was that him and Tory Lanez had a conversation, and it was like Tory Lanez was supposed to put him on the song or something like that, and Tory Lanez put the song out there, and Spectacular didn't know about it. Oh, wow. So that's what it was. So they were in talks because he's not in doing it, but it's the way he, again, it's not what you say or what you do, it's how you go about it and how you say stuff. And I kind of feel like, I mean, I agree with with what you're saying, but I kind of feel like, you know, I just, I always feel like this with uh, celebrities that just kind of felt like it it could have been, like, like he couldn't text him, <laughs> like he couldn't call him, I mean, he was waiting on this moment, like, the album came out in 2019. I mean, oh, it did. I, yeah, it came out in 2019. So I just feel like Spec, you was waiting on this moment. But I mean, it was a good moment, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it's like I guess it triggered him to see like yeah. him talking about dang Akon, why you like he tried to call Akon out wait then he right. So right, said, hold the fuck up, nigga. Why you want to feel like how you did my beat? Like exactly. he, was, I mean, he, he got triggered, but I hate seeing dudes. I hate seeing people argue on social media. Like me too, uh, me too. And spectacular is so successful right now with his. He's so the nigga's in Harvard. The nigga is a millionaire. Like that yeah. is good. He's so good. So that's why I said for him to be bothered, it, it was really bothering him. Yeah, it was. So I mean, if he's bothered, just speak on it. Right. Well, yeah, he had a right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that is going to conclude our podcast for today's episode. We want to really um say thank you to all of the listeners. We really appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter. Um, our Instagram is at Big Talk Five Six One. Nikwa, what's the Twitter? Um, big talk five six one also. 
Okay, so uh, Twitter and Instagram is at BigTalkFox61. I will be running the Instagram page, and Nick is running the uh, Twitter page. So please follow us, and we will definitely follow you guys back. Mention us, um, comment, let us know what you guys think, and thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye. Bye.